69. Welcome back to the Barrel Talk Podcast. This is episode 64. I'm joined with Isaac Stolmeyer, Connor Carsons, and Nick Gwynn. How we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We reckon he's up to the bottom. Makes whoa. What is going on with your carry? I'm exhausted. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey, Corey's camera be bugging. Corey's out. Oh, All did right. he just leave? No, he's back. His camera just it just got oh, crazy like... saturated for a second. Um, but, but we are back. Yeah, yeah. we are so better. Back. So back. Um, Never been better. Episodes officially out on YouTube now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh yeah. Link in bio. We're YouTube celebrities now. Yes, sir. The... Tough ten subscribers on YouTube. I'm Let's... at least six of them. I'm one of them. I think. I think I posted a YouTube video in high school for like a Spanish like rap video or something. So I'm sure you dive deep enough. There's something. I that should probably went hard though. Oh, it was you know it was gas. It, it would have made Bad Bunny like he would probably had to steal it. Bad Bunny, yeah, yeah. You fucking. But no. Um, after after a long shift at the barrel tonight, uh, I am ready to talk some hoops. Corey, what do you guys we, on this on this fine night? I think that's what we do. Yeah. Um. Cool. So we're doing What's the script. Season's about over. About ten oh. or so games left. Sad. Doing our biggest disappointments and surprises, teams and players, and then also some things that we liked this season. Some things we didn't like. This can be anything about players, teams, things that the NBA has done, things like All Star break and everything like that. Just kind of giving a review over this NBA season and what kind of we thought about it. For sure. Absolutely. I'm excited. You guys want to start with disappointments? Sure. Yeah. Disappointments. I've got a good one. Um, ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. No. He was a wet fart this year. Come on. Is that a shocker, though? Nick's prediction's holding I- up right now. Yes, sir. Yeah, abs- All right, look, we might have expected him to be bad, and that's fine. But I don't think anybody expected this to happen. Him to just consistently have all of these injuries and Nick did. But even when he's in, he looks just bad. He looks soft and scared, and defensively, he's taken like 15 steps back, which was like that was the only thing he had going for him. Really, was his defense and playmaking. And if he's if they're not going to pass him the ball because he's too scared to touch it and he can't play like a defense, then he has no has no role. So, yeah, um, maybe a bit of bias here, but honestly, whatever. That guy sucks. Uh, and he had has been a huge disappointment for the Brooklyn Nets this year. That right there, that's a phenomenal take. <laughs> Just a phenomenal take. I, love I wouldn't call it uh, – yeah, it's not like a hot take, I don't think. But oh, no, no, thank no. You. Like, um, he he just Simmons. looks like a completely different player compared to what he once was, and I've never had like a back surgery or anything like that. But like, yeah, he just I it's I think it's definitely more mental than anything. It's I think the Brooklyn Nets are just gonna of... like. He's at a point now where he's just gonna get like bought out. Like, you yeah. think so? Never thought Poss- I'd hear that. possibly. They're, they're gonna at like, least what, talk what to roster. Him. What roster does he like fit on? I don't know. That's the thing. Australian that, team probably. Because like, yeah. look at this. Like, you better learn Chinese now. 
trajectory. Shanghai Dragons. Probably, he'll probably fit on Wong Tong Tigers. Meow. He went from being possibly the next LeBron to, okay, comes back off injury. Draymond Green-esque has all the skills that Draymond does. More athletic, right? That's what the mold was this year for what he could do for the Nets. At least in my opinion. Now it's like, like I take like anybody over him. Just because I know they're gonna play, like it's that point. Yeah. All right. Um, would you take Doug McDermott over Ben Simmons? Mm. Yes. I mean, he got that. Thing. Depending got on my that... team, depending on my team, like if I need shooting, I'm gonna go Doug McDermott. What team doesn't need shooting? Today's NBA. Um, and there in line. Are you line going? 20, are you taking Tory Craig over Ben Simmons? Unironically, right I now. Might. Yes, right now. I think so. Yes. Tory Craig been hooping. Yeah, yes. I'm taking Tory Craig's numbers. Because, like, all right, here's what I'm looking at. Tory Craig, better shooter. Nope. Probably a better rebounder at the four spot. Score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're probably pretty similar. He's just not afraid. He's not afraid of, like, contact. It seems like Ben Simmons is so afraid of contact. Is it, or is it, like, because he's scared to go to the free throw line and get fouled, or is it because – of he's scared of getting hurt again because those are two different things. If it's scared of the free throw line, then we just got to get in the fucking gym. Nice. But if it's like a mental thing that he's scared of contact because of the injury, then it's a different conversation or it could be a mix of both. It's probably some mixture of both, but it's more the free throw thing because that was always his issue in Philly. He would be scared to drive in cr- like crucial games because like we saw the whole Hawk series where he would just not touch the ball because he would be scared to go to the free throw line because he knows I'm a sub 50% free throw shooter. So I don't want to go to the line when we're down by two and there's a minute left because probably going to miss them both because I'm added the one thing every NBA player in the world should be good at because it's the same distance from middle school to the pros. It doesn't change. It, 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 that's a whole thing I could go off. It it bothers me when NBA players aren't good at free throws. Like, unless you grew up in an area that doesn't have basketball courts, like you have no excuse. Obviously, I'm ta- I think I'm talking like different countries too, not like the U.S. You can find a court in the U.S. You know, in, no, I, like, I agree with you. Like you, yeah. you grow up in you know Nigeria or Cameroon or something, but there's not like a court readily available. It's a different thing. It's like March Madness, like the amount of free throws I've seen missed in March Madness. Yeah. Like, what is this? These 19-year-olds cannot make free throws. We had an interesting stat when we were watching the game that we came up with was (laughs) it was like during March Madness, the tournament, are there 500 missed free throws? There has to be. I thought 500 was a lot. Yes, the whole tournament. I mean, I didn't think when I said it, I kind of just – it's a lot of minutes, though. When I said when I said it, I kind of just blurted out like five hundred. I didn't think Are it was going to be like. Was it like? Because was it first round or was it the whole tournament? It, it had to have been the whole tournament. There's no way it was just the first God, round. Yeah. whole tournament. So like first, first round would be even crazier. Whole tournament five hundred. I would have to like. I would love to like actually do this. Like has a stat to see. Because I don't even know if there's five. Do you think there's five hundred free throws even attempted? Attempted. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Through the whole tournament? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
just I mean, thinking about dude, you gotta you gotta think you gotta some think of that, these teams play. Dude, exactly. And you gotta think that when you get down to like five minutes in a close game, damn near every possession is a foul. True. <laughs> because yeah. both teams are gonna be in the double bonus and they're shooting everything. So I mean and teams teams be fouling in college when they're down eleven. Yeah, like they, thinking they're going to come up. back or something. So yeah. the 500 is, it sounded crazy when I said it, but like, I kind of agree with it now. Numbers don't lie. True. But I can go next on my disappointed because yes, this is a team like kind of, it kind of like it's the Hawks, but the Hawks kind of go in to Mine like things I haven't liked about the NBA in general. Okay. Which I can like dabble into. So like, I, I I'll just get mine out of the way. Mine was also yeah. the Hawks, and I already gave my like spiel in one of the other episodes about the Hawks because they were I think it was at the All Star break or something like that. They, they should be a lot be fucking good. better. That they they're supposed to be good, but I mean it's whatever. But my mine is the Hawks as well. Yeah, because like when you look at this roster, this team should be offensively a juggernaut Dominant. team. With Trey Young, DeJounte, DeAndre Hunters looked better this year. Then you got Clint Capella, John Collins, who they've talked about trading for years. And then you got Bogdanovich off the bench, um, Onyeka off the bench, and then Jalen Johnson off the bench. And then they picked up Sadiq Bey at the deadline. You think this team's going to really turn it around? Like, I'll see this team go on a three-game win streak, then turn around, go on a three-game losing streak, just that same week and a half. Like, this team had such high expectations when they made that conference finals run. And now every year, two years removed from that, it's looking more and more like a fluke year. Like everything just fell right into place for the Hawks to go to the conference finals. And now it's like, maybe they're just the Atlanta Hawks. And maybe now the narrative around them is being, is Trey Young a coach killer? Because the thing around the NBA that I have had a problem with, and it happens in like other sports too, is like, I get it. It's a business, but whenever a team has a bad year or something goes wrong for a team, they're obviously not going to put it all on the superstar. They're going to throw all on the head coach and they're going to get the head coach out of there before management goes and before players on the team go. And this is now two coaches that the Atlanta Hawks have went through in the Trey Young era. And now they have probably the best coach out of the three in Quinn Snyder. But when is it going to get to a point with this team or just teams in general of Maybe it's not just the coach. Maybe it's the actual players. Because it went, it happened with Frank Vogel a couple of years ago with the Lakers, mm-hmm. where I think they fired him for no reason at all, in my opinion. They just tried to use him as a scapegoat for why they were bad, which ever since the bubble, the Lakers have been dealing with injuries and shit. But that kind of like goes both in like the disappointments and things that I like don't really like what's going on right now because coaches. It doesn't even matter if you're a good coach at this point. You have one bad season with a superstar player. You're pretty much out of there from what it's looked like over the past couple of years. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the Hawks, they made an Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they have this supposed superstar who got traded for Luka Doncic uh, and is a walking 30 and 10 assists. And yet, yeah, like you said, they haven't been good. And this this Trey Young coach killer narrative, I think it has some serious traction. He didn't have a great reputation at Oklahoma, if I remember correctly. And he doesn't like to play defense. He's 
that's been proven. Like they they talked about how he's an unwilling learner on the defensive side of the ball. That that thing matters to coaches. Quinn Snyder, I feel like, is the guy who might be able to figure it out. But you know, this is could be something that follows Trey's whole career. I think he'll figure it out because I do think Quinn Snyder is the coach. I hope Trey so. Young, he did come out in a post game press conference the other day and said defense is all about effort and that's something I need to start trying at and like start trying at. Yeah, How many years really? straight been in the league? We're just now starting to try to play defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I right. know you're not. He even said he's like six. Like, I know you six ain't foot the biggest, six, six foot six one, and I was like, yeah, that's like All you're right. probably like five Still. ten, five eleven. But he was like, now I'm gonna start trying to play defense. I'm like, uh, we're late, but I mean, I, I do think next year this team could look a lot better. This team just needs more. I think John Collins and Clint Capella are kind go. of. Both of them have kind of ran their course with how much better Onyeka on defense is than Clint. Just being able to switch on the guards and guard the perimeter better and still be able to defend the rim. It's just they need to figure out that four spot. I think if they figure out that four spot, they could really turn it around. I don't really know because I think you need to go get a defensive-minded player because the Hawks would have to hide Trey Young. But hiding Trey Young and like what they we Golden State used to do with Curry, hiding Curry, two completely different things because Curry is a lot bigger than Trey Young is. But Curry is way better on defense, even back then, than Trey Young has ever been. And hiding Trey Young is a lot harder to do, especially in today's game. But I don't know. This, this year, disappointment from getting DeJounte Murray and giving up first form as mm-hmm. well. I agree. Yeah. Disappointing year for them. Had high hopes. I don't know what I had them at like our like predictions. I don't remember either. We're gonna, we're gonna have to go look at that. Yeah, I think I had him pretty high. I, I, had, I definitely had him in the playoffs. I, I definitely had him in the playoffs. I've had him. I I want to say I had probably them above the Knicks. Oh yeah, that's like my threshold because I probably had the Knicks like at the seven or six spot. I think I had the Hawks somewhere in the top five, probably. Yeah, I mean, the they just I don't know what their problem is. They, like you said, on paper, on paper, that starting lineup should be at least winning you enough games to. Where are they at right now? They're in the plan for sure. They should not even be close. They shouldn't even be sniffing the plan. Like I get it, you're in the east. They're eight. Like I get it, you're in the east, but like, damn, two and a half games back of Miami, who's seven. Miami even being seven is fucking bad. That Miami far, could even be a disappointment. How far are like the net? What are the Nets at? No. Nets are the sixth seed, and they're the Heat are half a game back from them. Okay. You got to think they're going to fall out in these next. But the 10. Nets are Hawks could probably if the, say the Hawks stay at the eighth seed, they play the Nets in the first game of the play, and they probably beat the Nets. I can't wait to play the Nets for like a third year in a row. And the team be completely different. Yeah. <laughs> like the team being different every year, which is crazy. Who else wants to go with a disappointment? I guess it'd be you, Nick. A disappointment I a disappointment I had was the Golden State Warriors. Mm, I had us on the list. Defending champs. I think just not what you wanted to see. A little measly eight road wins with ten games left. Um, that's it, yeah, yeah. Eight road wow. wins. 
Um, we won our first road game that since bad. January 30th. Yeah, it's the Rockets. Um, it's like well, it was like eleven straight. Yeah. Straight so yeah, it was really bad. Um a lot of their young guys have not progressed like they want to. Um traded away James Wiseman. Jordan Poole still just Jordan Poole. He's gonna make threes, but he's gonna miss threes and he's gonna not play a lick of defense. Um Andrew Wiggins obviously is we don't think he's I don't see him coming back. He's probably back. not coming back. Um so just rough with all the Draymond shit that's gone down. I just expected you guys to be like up there. And honestly, I'm still gonna be scared of y'all come play come playoff time. Because oh yeah, you know, if you do win a road game and you know you steal, you're gonna you're probably gonna win your home games. You can beat like a Denver or a fucking a Memphis easily in the first round. Um but I just I don't know. It was just a really disappointing regular season. Yeah, I think a Memphis is kind of crazy. You think you don't think they could beat Memphis? I think you guys losing Wiggins is really, really big. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. it's he gonna was our it's gonna come in the playoffs last it's year. It's gonna come like to the playoffs where like you guys need to get like a like a stop on someone that's gonna be important. And I get it, Clay is a really good defender, but fuck man. I mean, I'm taking Andrew Wiggins over Clay, defending defending like the best player on their team. And for him to get a stop, I don't know. And then he could he's kind of just a three and D, he can do everything, he can attack the rim and I don't know. I think you guys are going to miss him a lot in the playoffs. Well, and I think people course. are going to expose that. And Kaminga is not stepped up. And Kaminga is not going to do shit in the playoffs. Moses Moody ain't doing shit. See, Kaminga has had so many sparks this year, though. Like, see, he's had spots he's where been he, up like, and he down. looks really good, and then he'll have spots where he looks – you're like, he really shouldn't be out on the court right now. But, like, I'd rather – give him this development now if he's going to be a part of our future core with Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Like, I don't have a problem with Kaminga playing whatsoever. He's going to make mistakes and everything else like that. Oh, no, he, he like, definitely needs to be playing. Yes, because he's he's way too athletic. Yes. He's still a good enough defender. He's honestly, in my opinion, one of our best defenders on the team with his athleticism. But my key, like, to this is, like, I think we've easily been a disappointment and, like, when you look at our roster on paper with the vets that we do have and we just come off a championship, we don't expect veteran teams to be bad on the road. <laughs> you expect that from, like, young teams like the Rockets who are, like, tied with us for a road record. Mm-hmm. But, like, with our roster, Curry has missed a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. Wiggins has missed so much time. And now, looking at our roster right now, Gary Payne the second isn't playing. Wiggins isn't playing. Curry just came back like a week ago from missing a couple games straight. I'm like the key to us come playoff time is getting Gary Payne the second back because if we can get him back, he's our defensive stopper. Yes, we're gonna obviously miss Wiggins rebounding because he was a rebounding monster last year in the playoffs and scoring the ball and getting stops on Luca, John Morant, Tatum, Brown in the playoffs. But if we can get Gary Payne the second back, he can definitely take that matchup of a John Morant for most of the game. Mm-hmm. But getting him back and getting just some defensive stopper, getting him and Gary Payne II and DiVincenzo off our bench would be huge for us because not that DiVincenzo's come around all year. He's probably been my biggest surprise this year, just on that team. But being a disappointment is easily. It's, it is because it is a disappointment. There's no reason we should be in. Even with how close the West is, no reason we should be in the plan. No. And eight Who would you guys wins? play in the plan right now? Um, 
we're not in the plan because oh. Dallas can't win a game. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we are the sixth seed and we're a half game above Dallas, but then we're also game and a half behind Phoenix. And we're on a road stretch right now. We played, Thanks. see, we play Dallas tomorrow. Ooh. So that's a very important game for us. But there's still, I mean, either way, we could, without Wiggins, I don't see us making a finals run. But I still think without Wiggins, if we get Gary Payne the second back, get healthier, I, I could see us getting to the second round. But Wiggins is such an important piece. But if we do get Wiggins back, I still am confident that we can make a run because we know what to do in a seven-game series against a lot of the teams at the top of the Western Conference. I agree. I have another dis- yeah, I got some. Um, the a pretty big disappointment, especially for me, because I had them ranked so highly coming into the season, was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Also on my list. They have looked just bad. Uh, just discombobulated. Not a whole lot of chemistry. Injuries have played a major factor. As Cat, he's case. supposed to be coming back tomorrow. Supposedly, but I wouldn't even bring him back. Three three calf strain that could easily go to an Achilles, and that's a whole different injury. season's a wash. Season's over, career t- like completely altered, may never be the same again with an Achilles injury. But it's not the case. So I don't know. Maybe they I don't know what where are the Timberwolves at even in the standing. They're not high. Like 10 right now? Nine, they're 10, eight they're right now. Barely. They're barely hanging on for that, though. You know, because you guys is, is trying. He's yeah, and he's dealing with that ankle injury that was yeah, he's also too. The Clippers and the have looked super good lately. This is crazy. From five the to Lakers twelve, are pushing the same hard. records are the same. That's insane. There's a half a game difference between the five seed and the twelve seed, almost. Uh, and I'm not saying they can't make it, but like. Why would you? Uh, they honestly. don't have their draft pick this year, I'm pretty sure. No, that's fair. But they've just looked – the whole Gobert-Cat thing, I don't think it's worked. Cat's too slow to be a four. He can't guard perimeters. It, like, he's just – it's just not him. He's a five, and I don't think he's a five on this team. That might be a hot take, but I think the Timberwolves should explore trading Cat this offseason. That Gobert contract is going to be a beast to unload. That is – just massive. It's like over $200 million for the next five years, maybe four years, $160 million. That's tough for a guy who hasn't looked that great. Um, him, and, him and Ant may be a nice duo, but you might see what you get for Cat because that is something that... You pick up the phone for sure. Yeah, like the Timberwolves are in this really weird place. They have a guy you can build around in Anthony Edwards, but Cat, he's he. It almost seems like he might want out, but he has not looked like he has wanted to be a part of the Timberwolves for like a year now, at least. It's just but. like they do need to figure shit out quick because I don't think I don't think Rudy Gobert, like obviously, like it's he's overrated the in the league's eyes. He's overpaid. He got overpaid for that trade, but like. 
trades over, you got to wash that up, right? You have Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. You have one of the best defending rim protectors in the league. You have that. You have a young star and Anthony Edwards. You got D'Lo out of there, who you probably weren't bringing back anyways. You got Mike Conley. Who knows how many years Mike Conley got left on that deal? And just in the league in general, because he's older. And I think Mike Conley does. Yeah. I think Mike Conley fits well on that team. There was a reason they went and actually just wanted Mike Conley. They needed him. To fit with Rudy Gobert. And the fit, I like the fit with Mike Conley. They have good vets. and Kyle Anderson, who's been huge for them all year. McDaniels at three, who's also super young. It's just, I think if they did move Cat, they could get a very solid return, get some of those picks and assets back that they did lose in the Rudy Gobert trade, and kind of build that team up with Anthony Edwards. Because Carl Anthony Towns, when healthy, I don't think is the best player on this team anymore. I think Anthony's Anthony Edwards has overtaken him there. I agree. So I... They definitely pick up the phone. I don't know what a Carl Anthony Towns trade looks like. I don't know if a team like Warriors would Portland. be interested or Jesus Portland Christ. would be interested. Like, there's teams uh, that would be interesting. I just don't know what a package looks like for him. No, Corey, you I guys could, are not going to get Carl Anthony Towns. I could see the Hawks being interested. They have some Albatross contracts, Clint Capella, John Collins. I've heard rumblings of a DeJounte Murray trade. I, I heard it's on Twitter. Um, he's it's going to be interesting, but in this you know era, and this is something that I'm going to talk about my likes and dislikes. But stars can get traded, and oh yeah, Cat is definitely one of those guys who is not simple. At least in Timberwolves last, they got Ant. He's he's him. He is a, he is an absolute stud. Worthy of that number one overall pick for sure. In my, I think I think he's proven to be better than Lamelo. Yeah, and I might have said otherwise earlier because at the time I thought Lamelo was really solid, but Anthony Edwards has taken a couple leaps that you know you expect from a number one overall pick. His his was interesting because I remember coming out of the draft, like one of his like. Uh, the critiques they had about him was his commitment to basketball. Yeah. That was one of his like biggest knocks on him for his like draft stock is his commitment to basketball. But he's one he of the best young players like, in the league yeah. now. And he's like wants to be in Minnesota <laughs> for right now. Cause like you said, stars yeah. want to get traded more than likely. And you can't get moved nowadays because you NBA players out of all the sports have all the power in the world now. One one leak get you on this trade board, and then you're gone the next week. Like, that's how quick the NBA goes to come around trade deadline time. Yeah. But they need to capitalize and get a competent team around Anthony Edwards while he wants to be there. Yeah, because who knows how long that is. He could, in any, you know, in a year from now, he could be asking to hit the trade market. So... I think the Timberwolves need a huge offseason because right now, or at least this season, has been a disappointment to me. I had them as a top three seed in the West. It'll be it'll be interesting That's to see not, what he what he asks for when his contract is up. Especially oh, the, for the Timberwolves. Whatever, whatever the max is, whatever the max he can get. And then if they even it. have the bread to pay him. At that point, oh, I don't think They'll have bird rights. They'll yeah. Be able, they'll be able to go over the cap to sign him. 
How far do you want to go over the cap, though? Whatever. For whatever like it Anthony is. Whatever Edwards. it is. Fuck it. Yeah. For for him? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a franchise cornerstone. You you can because you still got baguette guy. Well, if you yeah, even but... even if you move off Carl Anthony Towns, you're clearing up so much cap. Yeah, they'll they'll be able to afford, you can afford three max contracts. Yeah, like with the salary cap now, or at least close to it. Sixers figured out a way to do but it. But whatever, so. at that point in time, whatever Anthony Edwards wants, you give Anthony Edwards. Yeah, because you're Minnesota. Nobody's coming to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, Jimmy Butler tried. Oh no, he did. He got traded he tried. there. He did get yeah, traded he... there. Yeah. But then he, when he beat the starters with the third strings, I mean, he knew it wasn't. He knew it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Thank God Andrew Wiggins got out of there, man. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins really turned the narrative of his career around. Because I have a dislike on here that we're we'll get to eventually. But who wants to go with another disappointment? Oh, I kind of just had one. So wait, are we doing a disappointment disappointment and surprises? Because I have a yeah. surprise. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're all going to have one of the same surprises. Okay. For the surprise, I have I the no one. Oh, what do you? What do you? What, what go you go got? Ahead. Oh, it's no Corey. Corey knows. You go ahead. Okay. Um, for my surprise, I have the Knicks with Julius Randle and fucking. Uh, Brunson. Yeah. Before you say anything, about... I had Jalen Brunson. I said he was going to be a top 10 guard in the league this year. And we know. You said like the last three calls. I got, because that was one of the only takes in the past couple of years where I got it right. And I'm in the NBA, our NBA chat talking. Hey, top five, him and De'Aaron Fox at five. Like, taking Brunson personally. But he's, he's, played he's played very well. But yeah, I don't know. Julius Randle, solid 57 in a loss. Yeah, Julius, 57. To the Wolves. And a loss? <laughs> but he's really turned it around after the All-NBA year he did have. We, we, we had a talk last year about how he was, like, the most disappointing player of the year. Yep. Yeah, we and did. Give him the award. Now he's back. <laughs> and he's played every game this year. All again. Played every game. Every game. He's played every game this year. Yeah. So they're my surprise. They played really – are they the five still? Or the six? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're locked into playing Cleveland. Yeah. Them and Cleveland, because I don't think Cleveland's going to catch Philly. Three and a half games back of Philly. And then Nets, Heat, and Hawks are all games back of the Knicks. So it looks like they're going to be the five. Yeah. I don't I don't think they win that series, to be honest. But, like, they go. Cavs, like, that's going to be a tough, tough six or seven games. Mm-hmm. Because I also had the Knicks as a surprise. Because even the deadline, getting Josh Hart, he mm-hmm. just screams like a Thibodeau guy. And I feel like this is just another huge year because this shows what a good point guard can do for your franchise. And the Knicks have this. Jalen Brunson is the best point guard the Knicks have had in since like the 90s. And fucking Derrick Rose. No. Oh, come on. They had Derrick Rose post. In an ACL and a meniscus tear. A rose blossoms in the garden. The hardest shit I've ever seen. The hardest shit I've ever seen, bro. But now nah, he's on their I, bench, not getting any PT. I also had Knicks as my surprise. RJ I Bear? thought the Knicks would be solid. I didn't think they would be like the Knicks. Knicks are couldn't win a playoff series. I, they can. There's a world where they beat the Cavs. Oh, and yeah. I think they're a tough matchup for anybody they play in the second round because of how they play. 
There is no easy series in the Eastern Conference other than probably the six and then the plans. And even then, like, it's tough matchups everywhere in the playoffs. But Knicks are a big surprise. I also had them on mine. Um, I guess kind of related to the Timberwolves trade, how about Walker Kessler? He has been a yeah, Jesus monster. Uh, proven that turns out maybe you messed up getting rid of him next to uh Cat and Anthony Edwards, but or because averaging like almost three blocks a game, maybe even more. I I'm not I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he has been great. And then Lowry Markkinen too, twenty five, ten, and that's whatever. a big surprise. I mean, he has been a huge surprise. I I. Don't I sold all my Lowry marketing stock? I won't lie, I was out. So did I. I thought, I thought he, he got relegated to the Jazz. Is he a lock what? for most groups? Oh, for sure. he's got it's like be, right? him SGA. SGA. Come on, it's just I mean, yeah. SGA's got the John Morant thing. Like he was already a star. He just took a you know a, a leap, but Lowry was like kind of a role player. Who everyone was like, I think I think they'll end up giving it to Lowry. They they got it right. I mean, shy. I think that makes more sense. Shay, he's been great. But then they did they did end up giving the most improved to Ja, and then yeah, Ja just gave it to Desmond Bain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, no the, the Jazz have been a, I I they have been a surprise because I especially after the Gobert trade, I thought they were. All in on Wembenyama. See, Walker Kessler was because the Jazz were another one of my surprises. Like the whole thing about Walker Kessler, they fucked up giving up Walker Kessler because he's averaging more blocks than Rudy Gobert so far this year. Like, but you you don't know. Not just that, but you you don't. For one, like... you don't know, and I've seen many times in the league where a player gets traded and then they start to blossom because of the opportunity. And then you're like, Oh, well, fuck you. They got traded for this player. I'm like, they weren't doing that shit. They wouldn't have got traded if they were doing it in the first place there. There's a reason they traded Walker Kessler. Cause for one, there wasn't any minutes for him in Minnesota. Well, he was a rookie and he was yeah. a rookie. And he already had Nas Reed there. Cat Garza was still there at this point. Like y'all. So the whole narrative on like, cause that's another dislike I have. Like, there's a lot of dislikes I have that we're kind of coming up on just in the league, but they didn't know. Minnesota didn't know. And I knew. we're being out of Rudy Gobert, is still better than Walker Kessler. He's like 50 times more expensive, though. Oh, yeah, he is. But I still, right now, take Rudy Gobert. But that's just me. That's just my stance on it. But the Jazz, big surprise. I think we all had the Jazz are like bottom two seed in the West. Easy. Yeah, I had the Jazz being some dog shit. Cause looking at their roster, we all we automatically assumed like Conley, they were just gonna fall off right yeah. as they lose Donovan Mitchell and Goober. Because they yeah did they go in the season? No, Bogdanovich already gone before the season started. But I thought Jordan Clarkson would be gone. I wasn't sure on Lori. They had like THT on their bench. I was like Malik Beasley, he go be gone. Mike mm-hmm. Conley go be gone, which they did get traded. But I mean, Lori Markin, yeah. all star starter. This year, all star starter, all star starter, Larry Marketing. last pick in the draft finisher, the hometown hero, hometown for hero, you too. 
Now, I don't know what, like, their plans are because Utah could, like, easily just flip him for more picks. You know how Danny Ainge gets? Mm-hmm. Some draft time, I, I, I bet they might because Lowry seems great, but, like, can you build a team around him? I think he could be a solid three on, like, a title yeah. championship team. I could see that. Kevin Love type. He has re- really developed his game a oh, lot. Yeah. Coming, especially coming out of college, because really he was in college, he was really only like a stretch forward. Even when he got to the Bulls, he was a stretch forward. But like, give Cleveland a lot of credit for putting him in that small forward esque role. I feel like that opened his game up a lot more for Utah. Yeah. Cleveland never figuring out how to get a proper small forward is so hard, I guess. Yeah. Who else has a surprise? The Kings. Yeah. Kings are one of my surprises. I did not expect them light the beam. I mean, who knew adding a big ass purple light would just make your team better? It wasn't just the purple light that they added. Uh, oh Keegan Murray, God. you know, there it is. You Keegan said Murray, it on me. giving them giving them good minutes. You know, Kevin Huter, Kevin Huter, Sabonis, Sabonis playing the whole Sabonis playing year. basketball. Yeah, because even even when they traded for him last year, they were already way out of playoff race. It's just more. Surprise! They're threes. I expected them if they were healthy to be in the in the playing hunt, but being a three seed, two seed, seed bouncing around in the top three in the West right now, like Sacramento going to play in Sacramento is no easy task in the playoffs. No, no. Like people are looking at Sacramento as a pushover at the moment. They're trying to light the beam on your asses, and (laughs) if they can win, if they can win a playoff game there, man. Ooh, that would be with their world looking the way it is. Like, if the Kings made the conference finals, like I wouldn't be absolutely like shocked if they did. No, no, I don't think I, I the the Warriors first round, Corey. You know that, right? I mean, see that. See, like, let me get up. Get a little, get a little sweaty over there. Get shaking those. Boots. Oh no, Sabonis. Over rebounds every game. Oh yeah, Sabonis yeah. would kill. But they also don't play defense, so like those games would be 150 to 150, 130, 120 in the playoff game. That'd be pretty. What fun. the hell? But has a surprise. I do Kings easily has a surprise. Yeah, King Murray only 12 threes away from that record. Shout out. We're all rookies. Cause I got, I got a player for my surprises. Yeah, I got one more player surprise too. Who's yours? I got Mikel Bridges. That's a good one. I know it's only really been like since the deadline, but he's taking a leap. He's making that trade look even tougher. Like it's obviously Kevin Durant, and you gave him Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, but like Mikel Bridges like ascending in Brooklyn and getting more. I guess confidence on the offensive end. He's obviously just getting more touches because Chris Paul, ball-dominant guard. Devin Booker, ball-dominant guard. You got to give Aiden his touches. So, Mikel kind of got lost in the shuffle offensively. But Mikel Bridges, he even came out and talked about it on multiple podcasts. They labeled him 3 and D. 3 and D. That's He's a 3 and D guy. Mikel Bridges opening his whole bag in Brooklyn. He's creating off the dribble, creating his own shot. Something that many people didn't really think he could do, scoring the ball, 
averaging like over 28 games since being in Brooklyn and still giving you elite level defense. Him ascending is making that KD trade. Like if it does work out, if it doesn't work out, man, you get Mikel Bridges is hooping. Like even next year out, because I don't know what Brooklyn's plans are this offseason, if they want to keep him or not. But when Mikel Bridges got traded, there's a reason he was worth three, four first round picks, and teams were trying to give that up to go get Mikel Bridges at the deadline. But he's been my biggest surprise, like how kind of quick he's developed and kind of like ascended into one of the best two-way players, not just the three and D, one of the best two-way players in the league. Just yeah. being in Brooklyn for a month and a half, two months. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest surprise. I I knew he'd be get more pet like touches in Brooklyn for sure. But he's efficiently averaging over 20 a game. And give me elite level defense. Like I don't. This is if McElbridge can keep ascending like this. Mm. Early in the early in the season when Booker was out, he was also playing very well. Yes, as like a as the number one slash number two because Chris Paul has taken a step back this whole season. Mm-hmm. He was playing very well in that role. He he was keeping us afloat. I mean, so I kind of knew if we were to get KD, he was going out. He had to be out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Love Mikael Bridges. So if they didn't have Nick Claxton, I think you guys would have figured out a way to get Aiden in a deal instead of Mikael. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, that was my surprise. What was your surprise, Isaac? Yeah. Um Jeremy Sohan from the Spurs. It's a low key one. He my guy. Yeah. He um Kind of came out of nowhere, coming from Baylor, um, you know, the champion team. And um, he's, he's actually from Poland as well. Uh, but the Spurs have turned him into a do-it-all kind of guy. And he was seen as very raw coming into the league. But he's like a legit player. He can like actually defend one through five competently. Um, and... He's shown a willingness to improve his game that not a lot of guys have seen that I'm sure everyone's heard about the free throw thing where he's shooting like 80% with one hand. Um, and that kind of improvement being only 19 years old. I mean, you know, it's, that's kind of huge. He's, he's still very young. Mm-hmm. He's 19 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's only 19. No, he seems like a spur uh, too. That's the thing. Right. Like Did he's he the like kind it? of guy that the Spurs could turn into a mm-hmm. star. Like, he has that right now with his game. Like, he has that, like, I know he died to say, like, that Dennis Rodman kind of skill set where he can do everything, guard one through five, grab hella rebounds. But then he also has, like, that Draymond playmaking ability at that four spot. He he can really do everything on the court. Once his offense catches up to it, yes. Yeah. I think he is going to be a valuable piece on a contending team at some point, whether it be the Spurs or somebody else. He's <laughs> seems like he can be the ultimate glue guy, like PJ Tucker on steroids. If he works on that three point shot, it's something that he's, he's still working on. It's, it's not quite there yet, but you know, we've, we've seen guys broke Lopez, you know, he made three threes his first seven seasons or whatever. And then now he's made over 200. So yeah, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do in the future, being so young and being in a great system in San Antonio. Because mm-hmm. if they get Wimby, I think he fits Ooh. perfectly next to Wimby at that four spot. He fits so good next to 
almost anybody. He can really yeah. gel with a lot of guys. He, he exists to make other guys' lives easier. That's his whole role on the court. It's great. You'd love to see that kind of guy in the NBA. That's He's, he's a bit of a sleeper, but he's he's been a very pleasant surprise. He, no one expected him to do anything. I think he was labeled as one of the worst picks coming in. You know, his potential bust. Was he a first-round pick? Yeah. He was. <clears throat> Damn. 19th overall, I think. Because just one more name I had on mine was Tyrese Hoburn. And this is – Yeah. I didn't – he's really, like – didn't See when the this. trade happened, I didn't know if Tyrese Halliburton was somebody you could really build around. Like I knew he was a great guard. Actually, at the point, good guard potentially could be great, but he's really taking that leap this year, and it's making. I think that's probably the most win-win win-win trade I've seen past couple of years. Sabonis to the Kings, and at, at the time it Panthers. wasn't. At the time it wasn't, but looking at no. it now. Obviously, the Kings are in the playoff playoffs now, but like yeah. at the, some point in this year, Pacers were in the playoffs too. Pacers they were just that the team; they're just they're just cool with being mid. But they're also can they also know what they have? They want to tank. They want to be bad mm-hmm. and build young talent. So, Tyrese, I didn't know his surprise to me was more so like him being so good and being the main guy for the Pacers. I didn't know he had that kind of Shit in him, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. Sorry, I I just saw this video. Uh, Paul George, he landed on his knee, like kind of awkwardly, and then somebody rolled into it and it bent backwards really bad. Had to get help to the locker room. Oh, like, breaking news! So it, breaking news! I know it's a podcast, but like, I just the video is not look good. They they so, did just lose to the Thunder. Yeah, he couldn't oh, he return. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Say goodbye to the like his his knee looks like it is. Does know, it look bad? It's yeah. Like he it, it's already like hyperextended and then there's like force coming directly at it, like against the ACL. So, not not, this, not looking good. This Westbrook step up better be crazy. No, oh, no, no. Yes, there's nothing more I want to see we gonna... than a Wesser Westbrook like Kawhi Leonard resurgence. Like Kawhi Leonard's gonna play 45 minutes a night, and Westbrook's gonna throw up 33s. Westbrook going to the bang! right now. They cut the lead to 15. <laughs> yeah, those dislikes. Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, he's not. Oh yeah, we could add that to the dislikes <laughs> lately. Lately, he's lately been, he's been doing all right because he stopped just not... shooting. He stopped shooting. He had like nine points, in the and he's playing limited minutes. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, too, he played. He, he played twenty six tonight, fifteen points. Probably tonight because he had to. Because Paul George oh for three from three. He's gonna shoot. You know, Paul George was oh for five from three. Mm. That sounds about right, though. After what I watched in the All Star game, I can get into some. Like uh, the other, like things just in the league I've liked and disliked. There's this narrative around Russell Westbrook. <clears throat> like he's just not a winning player anymore. And there's this narrative that like, oh, he still is. And oh, we need to let Russ cook. No. No. Russ, like, no. <laughs> you don't have to. You, you don't. 
you have to let you, Rose you cook. can you can pull him out of the kitchen like look you know just get him some McDonald's you know no more cooking for him all right drive through no more cooking please no more cooking all right don't let Russ cook so that, that's something I, I just like and people just need to realize that he's just not a winning guy anymore now his current play style they just see it amen Clippers yeah, kind of they kind of like get into one of my likes is the plan. I think the plan has really changed how how teams tank and how teams play throughout the regular season because if the plan wasn't here, we'd kind of be well, half these teams don't even have a chance, but the plan has just made it more entertaining and give teams more of a chance because there's an, also an argument to where. Why should the eighth, tenth seed get a chance when the eighth seed won five more games? Stuff like that. I get that, but the plan in general, you may get to where, in a way, you kind of stop tanking because teams will convince themselves like it is the playoffs still. You're making the playoffs still. But I don't know. I feel like if the plan wasn't here right now with how this draft class is coming up this year, Pelicans would be tanking. Like all these teams would just be going in the gutter really and a team could look at it like halfway through the season around all-star break and be like yeah but we're not going to make it if the plan wasn't here but playing gives teams a chance and it, i think it just makes everything more competitive because we've seen like like even last year pelicans win the play-in play the suns tough six games like these teams coming out of the plan especially in the west are like are no joke these are like legit playoff teams they're yeah. not just like Oh, they just got their like a team like the Rockets that they were able to get into the plan, like something like that. These are like legit teams, like they can go on playoff runs. It's just with how much talent in the, is in the league now, like the plan makes it more competitive. Yeah, that was kind of kind of coincides with one of my points was just so much just talent in the league, mm-hmm. and that much just more talent. It just more teams are going to be good, and like you said, the West has like. Realistically, like eleven teams that are playoff-worthy teams, you like rosters, you would say. Yeah, and then the East. I mean, the East is just you have your like I say like ten, nine teams. Yeah, that are really playoff roster worthy. But so the East is so it's it's weird because the East right now is so top heavy. It seems like it seems like it's Milwaukee and Boston. They don't really well, talk about Philly when Philly. they should, but like it. When I talk, when I hear people talk about the Eastern Conference, oh, it's either Bucks or Boston. But in the West, it's like anybody. I mean, like, where's the lie? I mean, that's something just a lot of the narratives too. Like in the West, you got like the narrative of like Jokic not winning in the playoffs, so that kind of coincides with all these teams with, and mm-hmm. with like all teams being so close together. It's just kind of, I don't know, that goes with that. And in the East. Philly just getting really slept on. So, and then it kind of trust them either. Like, though, I think those three teams are just that good that there's it goes down a tier a little bit. You know what, Isaac? I just wish y'all all the luck in the playoffs. I really do. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to play. I wanted to play you guys this year. I really did. But you likely will. You guys, guys could play uh, the second round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but good luck. Philly's got to 
play the Nets. It looks when y'all like. lose this tough ass seven game series to the Nets, Nicholas Claxton, Nicholas Claxton, just dog walking Embiid. Oh, that's because that's, that's that might be the quickest sweep I've ever other. seen happen live. I would, I would worry no, more about the no, heat. I, I don't see a sweep. I don't, that. I don't give the Nets a game. I do. I, maybe I give him two, maybe. Maybe two, maybe two. Nicholas Claxton is doing absolutely nothing with Joel Embiid, unless we see Ben Simmons come back, start shooting the three ball. Old Ben Simmons right. against Philly. Okay, and and also keep in mind, this isn't this is like motivated, locked in playoff Joel Embiid. He's out for blood. Like he's going to headhunt Nicholas Claxton. I think, it, he's going I think to... it's just going to come down to like basically you guys running through Embiid, and then the Nets running through their whole team. That's why I think whole, that they who, could maybe who is, get. Who is their whole team? I'm just saying all the pieces they have: Dinwiddie, Claxton, like Bridges. He's mainly like saying they're, the, the they're play all by gonna, committee. They're all gonna get theirs. Like you guys are just gonna run through your one. So that's why I'm saying, like, obviously you guys are gonna beat them. I'm not saying you guys are gonna lose in the first round, but I think it will. I wouldn't be shocked if they got one or two games on you guys. That's why I don't think it's a crazy sweep, like right off. The I road. maybe maybe one. I could see one. Maybe. I mean, one. Harden. I don't. You don't know what Harden's gonna give you. Yeah, but you know what, Joel's I can't. I can't 30. accept James Harden slander this P- year. PJ Tucker ain't gonna do shit. He doesn't. Tobias to is Tobias. Billy has like a nine and one record when PJ Tucker goes scoreless. So he does. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, he, he they do better when he doesn't score. It's funny, but those those Miami Heat man, Jimmy Butler is on an absolute tear lately. You know, no, I'm serious. Look at the number okay. man. Jo- no, he's playing as good as anybody in the league. It's just he's that Miami team is not deep enough. I'm just no. glad the fucking the playoffs. The bench gets shorter, though. I'm Sounds just glad like the that. Magic don't have nine more wins because we'd yeah. be what we'd be playing them, and we'd probably get swept. I want no part of the Magic in the playoffs. No, no, no. That's I don't know. Hey, Miami, my, Miami, damn near might not even make it out of the play-in. Miami can't score. Miami yeah, cannot score. When Miami make it out of the play, and I'll be I'll be worried about Miami. Miami is a tough Miami... team because that's a physical team that's gonna get into you during a seven game series, and they're well coached. It's just they just can't keep up scoring with anybody. I give I give Miami two games against us. Oh yeah, they'd give. Yeah, they'd give just because of how they're built. They'd take a game or two off you guys. There'll be one game where we just play like absolute dog piss. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I would rather play the Nets than the Heat in the first round. Heat, that could, I probably that would too. I mean, that series. could that could easily change. They have the same record. Yeah, they do. Or I guess Miami has one more loss. Oh, that's true. The Nets are on a losing streak. Heat are winning because the the Nets are twelve and a half back. The Heat are thirteen back. I need the I need the Knicks to start losing some games here because I do not want the Heat in the first round. No, we could go we could go back to. I'd rather play things. the Heat than the Knicks. Disappointing the Bulls. True. What the hell? That's not that, disappointing. Yeah. That's just expected. This but Pat bad. Bev turning it around. This bad. Pat Bev turning it around. Ever since Pat Bev got there, Zach Levine has been absolutely hooping because they have yeah, like a, he told a defensive to stop leader passing. now. He said, "Hey." Go score the ball. And Zach Levine was like, you know what? I probably should do that. Ooh, I'm glad you brought them up because I did have a disappointment that, like, I just didn't say. Boost. 
Nah. This isn't even a disappointment. This is more so, I'm just sad it's happening. <laughs> With Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Because Lonzo, when everybody on that Bulls team was healthy, they had Lonzo and Caruso in the backcourt. This team was a top team in the East last year. MVP candidate, DeMar Rosen. Yes, and now Lonzo Ball's had, he's missed all of this year. He's missed pretty much all of last year except for the first couple months. And now and they he say he's going to miss all year. of next year with the surgery. It's not a disappointment. It's more so I'm just sad that it's happening because I feel like Lonzo was somebody who came to the league with all this hype from the media and everything else and LeVar and all this shit going to the Lakers, the biggest market in the world, damn near. Now he went to the Pelicans, got his shot right, and then he got a payday from the Bulls, and he was hooping with the Bulls. He was one of the best two-way guards in the league. He was having, like, career highs from three, and now injuries. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to go two and a half years without playing. And it's yeah. a cartilage. Re- oh, it's something with his cartilage. I don't know the exact name of it's the a, surgery. It's a cartilage transplant surgery. They're going to. I don't know if they're going to get they're taking the, cartilage from somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know if they're taking cartilage from somewhere else or they're taking artificial cartilage from something or from somebody else. I don't know, but yeah, um, it not, not great for an NBA player. You don't want new cartilage having to be introduced to your knee just to get it to work. That seems pretty hail Mary esque of Lonzo ball in his camp. I'm not, feeling great about his future as an NBA player, which sucks because he's so talented, you know, uh, true, like point guard in today's era that you don't really see, you know, assist minded plays defense, takes smart, good shots and isn't afraid to take those shots. Like it just, you don't like, you hate to see that kind of thing happen, especially to a guy like Lonzo Ball who worked so hard to fix his shot, which was probably his we- biggest weakness coming into the league. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put it out the realm possibility that he does play again. Because no, with how but... medical teams are in today's age, like he can't – Clay, Clay Thompson had an Achilles and an ACL tear within back-to-back years and came back. And now he looks like somewhat of the Clay Thompson offensively he once was. Kevin Durant, Achilles, they said he'd never be the same. Kevin Durant still Kevin Durant. Like obviously it's a different injury, yeah. but like with how health and everything is today, he could. I think he could make a comeback. Maybe not be the same player he once was. But I still do see him in the future stepping on NBA court and playing. I I hope so. And you know, he's got all that money, he's got all those resources. I I think he will too. Dude, he's gonna come back and shoot like 42 percent from three. Yes. Do it for the catch and shoot lights yeah, out. He's gonna be a dog. In like um, two years. Yeah. But that was my disappointment. Yeah, that's tough. It's... Not a disappointment thing I'm sad about with what's going on. Um, this, the next thing sucks. I'll say is going to get Isaac out of his seat. God. Oh, let's hear it. I want to hear it. So it's things that I haven't liked about the league just this year. A couple things on here. But my first one is how the NBA has handled awards the past couple years. This isn't just the MVP conversation. This is all the war- awards in general. But the main two I want to focus on is MIP and MVP. I think MIP is almost worse 
than MVP when it comes to who is actually getting the awards. I think, in my personal opinion, MIPs should go to players that really rise from the depths of the NBA, that really improve. Somebody going from, like, seven to eight points a game up to 18, 15, and really improving their game, rather than a John Morant, which, oh, yeah, we know John Morant's fucking good. But we're going to give him the award because he went from 21 to 27 points. Even when Curry won one of his MVPs, he was leading MIP conversations because he went from 23 points to 31 points. Like, I think giving the award to players that are already that good and already on that level just because of, of a point increase is bad. Like, the SGA averaging 30. SGA was very good last year when he did play. I don't think SGA yeah. should realistically be in the running. Laurie Marketing no. should run away with this award. Absolutely. Laurie Marketing became, was an afterthought, a throw in and a trade mm-hmm. for Donovan Mitchell. He's, he's and now he's an all star starter. Those are should be the narratives that the NBA focuses on for MIP. Not somebody who is already a star in the league, but has a slight point increase, and they're all of a sudden the most improved player. Laurie Marketing is the number one guy on a team that before the deadline, before they moved everybody their depth, was in the playoffs comfortably. That's just yeah. my take. And the MVP is more. It's the narrative changes every year of what the what being the MVP means. Is it the actual best player on the best team? Is it the player that averages the best stats? Or is it a Russell Westbrook case or a Jokic case last year? Oh, average a triple double, give it to Westbrook. Is it a narrative like Westbrook, who Westbrook's more of a underdog story when he won MVP? But now this year. In the past couple of years, the Yogas won it. Oh, it's all advanced stats, blah, blah, blah. It's all this and that. Now, this year, even Giannis said about it, is it the MVP really, truly the best player in the league? And most of the time, it's not. It's not. In the past, like, no. the only time where the best player in the world won MVP is, in my opinion, when Giannis won it. His latest one. That's when he was actually the best player in the world. I would say Giannis is still the best player in the world. But some nights Joel Embiid looks like it, man. And I call me biased, but that dude is just unstoppable sometimes. And from all three levels. But like Giannis overall, both ends of the court, effort, heart, he's the best player in the league. And if we're going on actual best player in the NBA, LeBron should have like 12 MVPs. Kobe should have mm-hmm. six more. Of them. Michael Jordan should have. He should have the entire of- decade of the 90s. Right, Shaq only, like, Shaq only had two. Shaq only had two, and he should. But they get they get five, um you know? voter fatigue, like Giannis. Like, yeah, even though Giannis should have another one this year, because I feel like Bucks have been the best team the entire year, and he's been yeah. the best player on that team the entire year. But he's not going to get it because of the voter fatigue, which is kind of unfair to the players, like a LeBron James, because LeBron it should is. have so many. And like players like Kobe and Shaq and MJ, who really just got voter fatigue. But is like, it, is it unfair 
or is it actually very fair to other guys who will get a shot to win MVP? Because, like, no offense, but I don't think Jason Tatum will ever be the best player in the league. I don't think Joel Embiid will ever truly be the best player in mm-hmm. the league. I don't think well, Luca Luca could Luca Luca he uh, maybe Tatum could who knows but like point is Tatum's gonna win an MVP but I don't know if he'll be the best player in the NBA Giannis I think right. will be for as long as he's in the league he's just like he's just Godzilla on the offensive end and he's whoever Godzilla like King Kong on the you know uh, uh, he's just ridiculous on the other end so it's it's it can go both say, ways. Like, it's tough to say like, oh, the best player doesn't deserve it. It's just, it's so. It's, it's really a narrative you know? award, though. Yeah, like, that's who, the thing. Who it's, has the best story no, this year for the MVP? Like the Westbrook no, like, year, magic, post KD era, no magic genie or button that'll tell us who the MVP should be. I mean, if we're really doing that, like we should just ask Nick. Nick has always steered us right in all of our endeavors. Community costs has turned it's into true. a blossoming like mm-hmm. industry even mm-hmm. you know multiple you know journalism all sorts of sports mm-hmm. you know he's he's an innovator. i would pick i would pick devin booker boom give it to d book and hey i had somebody devin else booker. here who also had i um, had devin booker if he doesn't get hurt listen if he doesn't get hurt who knows better case he has a better case i think he would have been in that same realm as jason tatum in the conversations because the suns were the one seed yeah, Corey before he got hurt. When we do the NBA prediction pod, I got D book again. Run it back. Like I can always, I can always see it. No, I can't pick D book now because he has KD, and I know it's just not going to happen. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, I still got, I still got Bucks Suns finals. It's, I, I agree with you though. The NBA discourse or like, I guess, discussion this league this year has been pretty, pretty weird because there were there are times when you couldn't argue that Jokic didn't deserve it but you wanted to because he didn't feel at least for me and for a lot of other nba pundits they didn't feel like he deserved it kendrick perkins he was really grasping at straws with the whole the voters are padding stats yeah and the static the cat stat padding why was that a tongue twister i mean but sometimes like up 25 against the pistons and he's still in the game with six minutes to go really really just trying to get that ninth Tenth assist, really? But okay, well, Giannis missed a free throw on, um, or I missed the layup on purpose. It got his rebound. Yeah, that, that they rescinded that. Everybody That's... does it. It's I just Not don't understand why it's so frowned upon. Like I understand it. Like it could be labeled as stat padding, but like in the same sense, like if you're in that same position and you're one rebound away from a triple double, and your teammates are encouraging you to get a triple double. I w- anybody on that court would go get a triple double. It's just like no. when uh, the Rockets, like when Kevin Porter Jr. was trying to get that last rebound, no. and like every nobody went and got it the is. rebound just so he could go get it. It's yeah, it's that's like when that's when it crosses the line for me. Is when you're like actively not trying to make the yeah. shot. Giannis is that's where I cross the line. That's where you just don't. Yeah, know. yeah, but if Jokic is out there, but if you're just, just playing, playing yeah, he's, just, he's just out there playing. just playing, and he gets triple double. Like it's not, it's just how he plays. You're just playing the game. I can't get <laughs> mad at somebody from playing the game at how they no, know how to play no. the game. And when Denver, like when Yogi gets a triple double, Denver's undefeated almost. 
Almost. Almost. Almost. They lost. They did lose. Yeah. They did lose and also, they lost like back-to-back. Also, fun fact, Jokic is not averaging a triple-double anymore this season. 9.9 assists. 9.9? Mm. <laughs> 9. 9? Yeah, 9.9. 9. You have to get 800 or I guess how many ever games he plays times 10. You have to get that many assists to average 10, and he is on pace to average 9.9. 9. So, How dare you? For, I know, right? I mean, just say everyone's like, oh, he's averaging a triple-double. Eh, he's not. He also, I, I think at this point, it's anybody's race for MVP. I think Embiid is technically the the betting favorite, but Giannis yeah. has a really good case too. And I could see a lot of voters now that Jokic has kind of lost his momentum. I could see a lot of voters going from Embiid over to Giannis, like in the last couple of weeks here. I think Cause... I think Embiid will get it because Giannis has been in and out of the lineup the past couple of weeks. Denver's going on a skid. I also think Embiid's. Oh, I think really I think this is Embiid's skid, award though. to lose at this point in the season. Because even in past years, you would see Joel Embiid pretty much have the award like Jokic did pretty much all year, and then Embiid would get hurt or something, or the Sixers would go on a skid or whatever, and then that would be but, resulting Jokic winning MVP. But now it, this year the rules are reversed, and like Jokic and Denver took a skid. And Embiid still being dominant and been consistent really all year. Not saying Jokic or Giannis hasn't been, but Embiid has been more dominant than Jokic this whole year. Ten straight thirty point games. And there's if he doesn't win it this year, there is no other point in case for him to win it. There's no better season for him to win it than now. And I think they did put themselves in a corner last year with giving Jokic MVP, with the Denver being the 60, because I said it when it happened. I was like, wow, when Denver gets healthy next year and they're a one seed and Jokic is putting up identical numbers, if not better, what are they going to do? They're going to give it to him again because of the narrative of the one seed and he was better. Mm-hmm. Now, Embiid's oh, hey. playing so good to where that narrative is kind of put to bed. And, and if they give it to Jokic because of that narrative that I just said, oh, they're the one seed. And they were the sixth seed last year, and he's averaging the same numbers. Then, if he does, like I said, if Joel Embiid doesn't win it this year, I don't think there's any other year he could play better. If Joel Embiid doesn't win it this year, then Jokic better win every MVP till he retires. And I'm gonna vote for. I'm gonna be such a Jokic for MVP if if he wins this year because he's gonna average a triple double. That's what he does. That's his whole play style. He stays in the game long enough to average it, um, and. He has all these shooters around him, like Michael Porter Jr., who it has what he's an assist cheat got, code when he's hot because he's it's got, catch and shoot. He's got prime J.R. Smith on one shoulder. He's got Carmelo Anthony on the other, just telling him to let it rip. I I love it. By the way, like it's love so much fun. Yeah, and that's what he came in the league as advertised, and he's doing exactly that. And it's such a perfect bit. And like, if Jokic wins it this year, he better win it every single year because the the nuggets are gonna be good and Jokic is gonna put up those numbers. So I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think at this point it's Embiid's war, war to lose, but it would just suck so hard to see Embiid actually lose it at this point. 
I think it's possible. And I, I don't, don't think want it's even. I think he has guy. it wrapped up. It just, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Yeah, but the, the voters, man, it's voters. Some of those, some of those voters are, have are really like, oh, Giannis is my guy. But I think it will it will have an effect in these next week or so. Just looking at the schedule, tomorrow mm-hmm. Bucks play Denver. Yeah. Uh, oh no, this is next Sunday, the twenty fifth. Or this is this Saturday, twenty fifth. Might be. They play That's Bucks play Denver, and I know I know for a fact that Philly plays Denver in Denver at some point. Yes, I think it's the following Monday. It's at some point. Yep, Philly it is. It is next Monday. Stretch. It is next Monday. So Denver has to play Jokic and Giannis, and then Jokic has to go play Embiid. And yeah. I promise you. This is the deciding factor, stupidly, in this MVP race. Is really if Jokic just outplays Embiid on that Monday night, I guarantee you betting odds will go back into the favor of Jokic. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, at home, Jokic is, he plays very good. And the Nuggets do too. And Philly has a brutal stretch. Like coming into Denver too. You guys play. I have your guys' schedule right here. It's bad. It's like the Warriors, the Suns, the uh, Nuggets. Oh my uh, God! It's the Celtics are in there too. The Bucks, like Silver Adam Silver was cooking up a this war is crime disgusting. The schedule. A war crime. <laughs> yeah. You guys play Chicago, Golden State. At Golden State, two different teams. If, you, if we were playing in Philly, y'all got us for show. But yeah, at home, at home for Golden State, then you guys play Phoenix, Denver, Dallas, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, and Brooklyn. Ooh. Yeah, right. You, you, every team you play is in a hunt for a playoff spot. Yeah, it, it's a brutal way to close out the season. But at the same time, kind of prepares them for the playoffs. I don't know. Hopefully, I, you guys do sit and beat some of those games. I wouldn't mind dropping down to the four seed, avoiding because I think Philly has a better matchup with Milwaukee in the second round. I think they can beat the Knicks in yeah pretty confidently in six games. I just think the Knicks are just tougher than the Nets. They are tougher, but. The Bucks are a better matchup for Philly than I think Boston is. I'm not going to be it'll... shocked if Philly goes all the way. I will. I would. I sure. will. Like I won't be shocked if they beat Boston and Milwaukee in the second round. I will. I don't know if I would be. I, that lose beating one of the the other two top teams. I could see beating both of them. It just sucks because you guys ask. have to beat both of them. Yeah. Just saying if. Bucks get to the final, like conference finals, which they probably will. Man, Bucks but might not even make it past the first Cleveland. Round. Cleveland and the Knicks are ne- are going to take the Bucks. I think both those teams match up very well with the Bucks. Would it be an egregiously hot take to say that the champion will come out of the East? No, no, no. I think I think that that's the case. I think the West just the Nuggets are the top team. I think the top three teams in the league are. In the East, 
yeah. Power rankings, I think. You could argue. You could argue. No, you isn't can't. top three? Is it Bucks? Us? You guys? Yeah, it's actually Sixers. <laughs> oh, you guys jumped us. Number one until the loss. Oh shit! The Bulls probably dropped us. You guys, you and Boston well, we just beat the Kings flopping. tonight. So <laughs> we just beat that second seed in the West. Like yeah, yeah you thing, could too. Thank you. Handily, we beat them handily tonight. Beat them by like twenty. Because man, that, yeah, you guys I need love, that, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did need that. Thank you. That's something that I, I that's something I've liked about this season is the competitiveness in the, the Western parody. Conference. Yeah, it is it is great to see so many teams, especially those Kings. It's let's it's not take it for granted. Competitive teams. Our high school careers were Warriors and Cavs. Yeah, let's not take so, it for granted. I was a Pacers Ever fan. A Warriors back then. fan and a Clippers you fan. Were, you take it for granted. You were enjoying it. those are the best times of your basketball career, okay. man. I will a say, fan of career, fan of career. It was obviously. But like, okay, from my a fan's perspective, Something the worst thing sense. that can happen to your team is obviously seeing them lose when they're not supposed to. And that year off where we were bad, and even the year off where we didn't make the plan, just being a fan of just basketball and not like rooting for my team to win, like come playoff time, just watching like basketball in the playoffs, stress free. Seeing y'all over here when we would watch playoff games, stressed out, fucking Nick with the yeah, bu- with fine. the Suns, Connor with the series. Celtics, Philly had their whole thing going on. Like I, the, I had I had a couple years, and then we come back win a ring. We come back win a ring, like it's, it's what we do. So stupid. It's so we dumb. Do. Connor, what happened? Andrew Wiggins. It was the fatigue, bro. <laughs> Miami gave y'all a tough seven games. Seven with the Bucks. Seven with Miami. Like what the fuck? Told you, don't want Miami that first round. And we got to go to the Bay. Like what the fuck? Not even fair at that point. They they gotta come to the Garden. Man, y'all y'all would have y'all would have killed Dallas. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Y'all yeah. killed Dallas. Yeah. Did the so the Thunder won tonight? So did they just jump you guys? They're in the seven seed. They're right They're in there. the seven They're, now. Are they six now though? Or they just won. No, no we're thirty-seven and thirty-six, and they're thirty-six and thirty-six. Yeah, but they just they won at, tonight. Is what I'm saying. They got to. So are they thirty-seven and thirty-six now, or are they no? They with this win, they're thirty-six and thirty-six. Okay, so they're tied with the Mavs. <laughs> And, and then the, one game, yeah. one game behind you guys, two games behind the Clippers, and two games behind the Suns. If the Thunder get the four seed, oh shit! I think the would you even I play think the for three, it? The three seeds out of reach. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's like five games. I don't something. think that's five Suns, games for the Suns. Yeah, Suns aren't catching them. But Kings, Kings just lo- did just lose tonight, so Suns kind of got to win. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting <laughs> because like, wow, because now it's to the point. So John Moran does come back tomorrow. Yes, sir. That is confirmed. Officially. Yes. Yep. There's a party in my city, yeah. Party in my city, yeah. So, like, check in first. There was talks of, like, just like on in the Twitter realm and everything of, wow, who would you want to play? Would you rather play Memphis with no jaw because we didn't know if he was going back or would you rather play the Kings? 
and they were like, "Wow!" So oh. you would have to to play like at the times to play Memphis, you had to win that plan, or the Kings that had to win that plan and go into the plan and win that to play the Kings, or do you just run with the Grizzlies? I'm always one where you just play to win. You don't try to go out and hunt matchups and everything else. That's what happened to the Bucks last year. Have to go on the road in Game Seven in Boston, get blown out because they. I won't say they rested all their guys the last two games of the season. Because I think they played OKC there, and there was a big talk about it. They played OKC in their last game, but they didn't play anybody. Yeah. And then they dropped one spot down because they lost. But I think it. we're looking at the Western Conference. Jesus. I damn near want Golden State to play Memphis just for the rivalry. That'd be a tough fucking seven games. And then, wow, with the Paul George, I don't know. I just saw the Paul George thing, like, while we were doing this. Don't know much about it yet, but huge blow for the Clippers if he gets hurt for an extended period of time. Oh, yeah. Because right now they're slated to play the Suns. And then I'm really, as as close as it is, I'm really not that confident in any team in the plan other than the Lakers, if the Lakers make it and get healthy. Because apparently LeBron's supposed to be coming back Friday. That was the target date. So if they get him back Friday or at some point, they said some point before playoffs, he's got to come back in the regular season. If they get LeBron healthy, I'm taking their roster over Utah, taking them over OKC, taking them over Memphis. I mean, uh, Minnesota, and then taking them over Dallas. Their roster, top to bottom. Taking them over every team in the plan right now. I mean, their roster, yeah. But, yeah. It's all, it all, like I said, I, I've had the AD thing for years, ever since Bubble. The, their championship hopes are all over AD. You know what you're getting from Braun. It's all about AD, but... I I think the Lakers like I think the Lakers could give Denver or Memphis a run if they're healthy. Oh yeah, or sure. the Kings, and they're probably hoping to play the Kings, which I hope you don't want to play the Kings because that's when you fuck up. That's when the Kings actually show wow, blow you out in their first two home games. That crowd's mm-hmm. electric. Like yeah, I, I I can't count out LeBron a healthy LeBron James in the playoffs. Just can't do it. So, I like the Lakers in in the very, very like equally balanced Western Conference. You know, like it could, they could do some damage. I think they have just as good as a chance as anybody if they get in with their star power and what they do have. Unfortunately, that's a big if. Yeah, if yeah. if AD doesn't set that game against the Rockets and they win that game, what is they are they'd be up more. But it's gonna it's gonna come down to the last couple games of the season. What is their last couple where games? Before where are the Lakers sitting at? Eleven, but they're half game out of the six seed. Well, the reason I ask, we play them tomorrow, so oh, they're to, we were to win. How how far are they ahead of somebody else? Um, so they're tied, they're tied with, the tied with the Pelicans. Yeah, see you later. Pelicans I'm take. pretty sure I'm pretty sure they have the tiebreaker with the Pelicans, and the Pelicans have not looked good. 
And you gotta assume Utah is gonna lose more games than the Lakers. Gotta Utah's doing a I would ass, I, yeah, I would assume I would take that. That Utah's gonna lose more games than the Lakers. So let's look at their what's, what's wrong with DeAndre Ayton? Why is he not playing? Basketball. Yeah, I don't know. No, why is he he's just not playing? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like a hip, uh, hip, hip issue. I don't know. They said it's precautionary, but who it's knows? the second straight throughout injury being this is a groin. Groin. Hmm. Lakers have an interesting schedule. This last couple, like their last couple games, are interesting for me like just, them. Me looking at my fucking fantasy lineup. They got so they play Utah twice in their last five. So that's a team that if they picked up both those wins and get a tiebreaker, because I don't know about the other two games against Utah this year, but they play Utah. They got Chicago twice. They got Phoenix twice. They got OKC. They got the Clippers, Minnesota, and the Rockets. I I think they make the plan. I think they can do it. I, I sure. think they can out plan. LeBron. It's the NBA's all-time leading scorer. It's true. It's the GOAT. Because I'm looking at Dallas's schedule. Dallas's schedule, like, they got us, the Warriors, and then Philly. Those are their hardest games than everybody else. They should they should beat. But there, it's not going to be an easy game for any of them. And then, like I said, the Clippers with Paul George, who knows what that leads. Yeah. Because they're right now slated yeah. at fifth. Me, personally... They can go ahead and play Phoenix in the first round, by all means. I would I would just love to see that matchup if both teams are healthy. With D Book and KD versus Kawhi and PG. Oh yeah, it'd be hella good. And then we play if we're the sixth seed, we play either Memphis or Sacramento. I like it. Yeah. I don't know if y'all make it to the sixth though. It was reslated there right now. Yeah. Oh and we God. play Dallas tomorrow. That's hell. You have to beat Dallas. And Kyrie and Luca are slated to play tomorrow. Man, you need to. Yes, because <laughs> Kyrie and Luca both went on a week span where neither one of them played. And they are terrible when they well, the don't. Sun, the Suns play the Lakers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan Booker's going for 45. He hates playing the Lakers. He hates, he's, he he's going for forty-five. Lakers, no any AD LA team or KD. Jesus Christ, fifty, Ooh. fifty piece. You think 50. 50. 70. 70. He did that, that shit against the Celtics. <laughs> he's gonna, <laughs> he's awesome. gonna eat Troy Brown a lot, uh, and he lost. Ha. <laughs> Dealers barbecue chicken. I'm just trying to see how my fantasy lineups shape up tomorrow. You guys want to wrap it up there? Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, for sure. Thank you guys for tuning into the Barrel Talk podcast. Hope to see you tuned.